ready for your close-up? Oh, that's right. No, I'm not. Uh, you have to do hair and makeup yet? Uh, no, I mean, it's it, you can only go so far with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael Pupp is here. And I am Father Herb without makeup. So <laughs> They're wondering what we're talking about. To be clear, I'm not wearing makeup either. This afternoon, uh, following our recording of this session, session 114. Number 114, that's one of my favorite numbers. Is it? It really is. Oh, good. Well, here we are today. Uh, we have our 2019 staff portraits being taken. Do we do that every year? That's my goal. 2019. Oh, did you did you ever tell the, the story about when you first met me? Because you had seen my picture of the Catholic Chronicle. I used to write a column in the Chronicle. Oh, yeah. And it always published my picture. I was just talking about this the other day on our social media because uh, we had a post the other day that was asking people to talk about how they first heard about our church. And I had posted that Father Herb called me and invited me to dinner. And since he was paying, how could I say no? It was at Bob Evans, so don't get me wrong. I did not use up all the parish funds for a big meal. <laughs> all $3. I, that, that was time. the interview. Yeah, so but so when Father Herb, he, he originally emailed me, Hi, my name's Father Herb Weber. We're starting a new Catholic church in uh, Perrysburg. Northern Wood County. That's really all we knew at that point. And uh, we're looking for somebody that can do the music part-time. Are you interested? Part, Are you interested? Part-time. And I thought... Sure. So you said, uh, I have a picture in the Catholic Chronicle, so you can know what I look like when we meet for dinner. I'll, I'll meet at Bob Evans, and I'll be dressed like a priest. Right. I mean, that kind of cuts it down to too many, not too many possibilities. It was kind of like a first date, like a blind date. Like, <laughs> I'll have a rose on the table so you know who I am. Well, have you done that? No, I've never been on okay. a blind date. Well, I didn't have a rose on the table either, but I, I wore a black, <laughs> black shirt and a collar. Yes. And uh, but so when I looked in the Catholic Chronicle and I saw this young, handsome, strapping. By the way, why do we say strapping? I don't know. I'm not strapping. Uh, priest, Father Herb Weber. I thought, wow, they got like a really cool young hip priest for the new parish. I and, was 19 at the well, time. A really cool hip priest does not meet people at Bob Evans. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been my first clue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so when I met you at Bob Evans. You did look a little older than I thought, but um, I wasn't disappointed. And that wasn't when you said, uh, are you past your prime? No, that came later. No, that, came- <laughs> that came later. Well, the way you said that one was, well, Father, when, when you were in your prime. That's, you, yeah. Let's save that story for another episode of the okay. podcast. Okay, so anyway, uh, t- today we're having our pictures taken. Yes. Uh, nobody have- that I know likes formal portraits taken. No, and it's I, not fun. And that includes me, but I'm willing to do it. It's good to have them taken because people change from year to year. Some look older, some look younger. It's amazing to me how often, in fact, it, just this past Sunday, somebody came up to me after Mass and said, and who are you? And I said, I am Father Herb. And they had the bulletin in hand, and I opened it, and I pointed to my picture. Yeah. So obviously they had not been looking at the bulletin during the homily. Maybe we need to make your... I, please tell me this was a mass Father Jeff had, and they weren't just that obtuse that they couldn't see you. Well, they knew I was a priest. They just didn't know who I was. But you didn't preside at the mass they were at. I don't know. I don't remember which mass it was. <laughs> and who are you? Yeah. That's great. Well, they knew I was a priest. And well, I, I should have said, oh, you can just call me Father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also doing a new set of pictures because we have Hillary and Aaron on staff now, so we want a nice matching set for everyone. 
So here we are, picture okay. day. It's okay. like back to school, really. It's Oh, yeah, you do that at the beginning, but then you get retakes. <laughs> 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 uh, we're going to also get ready for 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time, Cycle Year C. 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 And that is this coming Sunday, which is August 25th. And I know people are eager to jump right in because it is a very exciting gospel passage. Before that, though, a little commercial for this Sunday. We have the big party. The big party. That's exciting. That's fun. I mean, it's all in the name. Who doesn't like something that's big Big and that's a party? party. And it's not going to take up that much of the parking lot, so you'll still be able to park your car. Yeah, so real quick, following the 5.30 Mass this Sunday, uh, we're going to have inflatables and food trucks, live music. Uh, there's superheroes that are going to be here this year for the kids. Did you say food trucks? Food trucks. Food trucks. Were you listening to me? I don't know. I don't pay attention. Who but, are you? Uh, what, what, what trucks are they? Do you know? Uh, this is not. Well, that's the mystery. Mystery. Did I tell you about the wedding reception somebody was invited to? They They told me this over the weekend. Uh, the, they had left the church and went to a park. There was a big tent. Everybody was under the tent, and the tent was surrounded by food trucks. It's great. And now everything was paid for by the, the couple or the couple's parents. Sure. But they could go to the food truck of their choice. I thought that was so cool. That is a great idea. So, yeah, this Sunday, come and eat with us. Uh, the whole thing's free except for whatever you buy from the food trucks and just a chance for us all to be together. Uh, so we hope that you will join us this Sunday following the 5.30 Mass. Okay. Are you going to go out and do some juggling? Uh, no, you don't want to see that. I'll be <laughs> juggling my children, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah, the, the kids love it. Okay, we're going to read the Gospel, chapter 13 of Luke. Just moving right through. Verses 22 to 30. I am going to read this straight through without comment. <laughs> Thank you for declaring what you're about to do. <laughs> I am Father Herb. So listen up. Okay. (laughs) Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, Then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. And he will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. As you were reading this, I my mind jumped to our relationship in 15 years after you retired and I come to visit you. And I knock on the door and I say, Father Herb, let me in. And, he, and I'll say, I don't know you. <laughs> and I'll say, Who are you? But I worked for you for almost 20 years and we used to do a podcast together. <laughs> and you'll say, Who? Yeah. What's that? I can't hear you. You'll say, Take me to Bob Evans. <laughs> it just goes around in circles, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. So there's, there's two or three things I want to point out. This is the journey. We've been talking about discipleship, but 
This is the journey, literally the journey to Jerusalem in Luke's gospel. It starts off, Jesus passed through towns and villages, making his way to Jerusalem. So, so there's movement right there's, from the there's beginning. There's movement. He's passing through towns and villages. But Jerusalem is kind of a coded word, as I've told you before. Sure. It really means his death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. So it's all starting now. It's heading that direction. But then this big question always came up. Well, who's going to be saved? Mm -hmm. And they often use the word saved. Uh, who's going to be saved? Is it just a few people? And, of course, the obvious implied question is, and what does it take to be part of the, the few people? What do you think, What was? why would they ask that back in the day? What, what would their minds be going through? Or maybe what were some of the Jewish beliefs that would... Well, this isn't just Jewish beliefs. This is Jesus' uh, teaching because he keeps talking about the kingdom of God. If you notice, most of the stuff here is about the kingdom of God. He sure. says... Uh, there'll be people from the East and West eating at, in the banquet at the kingdom of God. Okay. But you yourself excluded. People always wanted to be included, whether there was a catas cataclysmic ending that they thought about. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was part of what they felt about being saved. You know, we Christians have sort of taken that same phrase, like saved from the fires of hell. But I don't think it was quite like that. Yeah, I was just curious, you know, if if your only your only uh, framework for life was the world that you lived in, with uh, the very limited scientific knowledge they had at the time, or really, you know, we're we're looking at Jesus through a lens how many thousands of years later, and the story has been deciphered for us. So, but, what makes them think this as well? Happening? Also, remember, this was written. Post, post yeah. destruction of Jerusalem. Sure. So they have the, the the people that are reading this, they see this whole other layer that we don't see. Got it. If we just say these are the words of Jesus, which they likely could be, but the people who are reading it at the time, they saw so much more in it. Okay. So it's you know the question everybody wants to be on the inside circle. Sure. We want to be included. Yeah. Uh, you know, if there's a, a narrow door, we want to get in. Sure. If it's a big wide door, who who cares? You know, like when you say y'all come, that's kind of a nice thing of saying it's, we're totally inclusive. Mm -hmm. But if we say, well, there's there's only room for a few more people, that's enticing. The um, I, I like too what you're saying. It's almost like they're they're following up on things they've heard from him before. You know, so if you and I are having a conversation and you tell me about x y or z i'm going to follow up with you the next day or the next week and say well tell me more about that what did yeah, you mean and by that's that? what's happening yeah so uh, okay who's going to be saved lord is it just a few and then the answer is yes and no it's just a few because some people think that they'll be saved just because they happen to have known jesus you know you 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 talked in our streets Mm -hmm. Of course, I was in the house watching TV, but you you were there, so doesn't that include me? Uh -huh. uh, I heard the phrase once, which I kind of like, um, you know, are we saved by association or is it something, uh, it's a personal response? And that was what the minister, it was a televangelist was trying to say that. And what he said was, you know, people who say, uh, I'm a Christian because I go to church. Mm-hmm is no more true than saying, I was in the garage, so I'm a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So it's like, 
it's got to be more than that. And so these people who are saying, well, what about us? What about us? Because you were in our streets. But that doesn't mean they responded. I think spirituality is always about response to the invitation. The Lord is there. The Lord is beckoning. He's calling. He's teaching. And if we simply respond to the, the grace of the moment, if we, re, if we hear something and we acknowledge it, if we try to live in that way, mm-hmm. but just saying, well, I'm part of the club, that's not enough. Sure. What do you think they meant by the word saved? What do you think the understanding of being saved is? Or maybe the better question is, how do you want us to understand what the idea of being saved is? Well, I think if I talk about the modern day, it's, it's not past tense, it's passive. Mm-hmm. Past tense means it's already taken, taken place. Passive means we're on the receiving end. So we are saved by a power stronger than ourselves. We are saved by Jesus' death and resurrection. Right. But it's not necessarily saved in the past tense, like, well, oh, I've been saved, so there's nothing more for me to do. Right. Uh, yes, it has taken place in the past, but the saving continues to go on. It's like an extended an extension of the verb. Okay. So I think that's the biggest difference I would make right there. Regarding the meaning back in those days, I think their life was always a life and death type thing. It was, uh, they were concerned about being part of something that would go on. They were part of the, the kingdom. They were still concerned at Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. A lot of the followers still thought he was going to go to Jerusalem and become the king. The, sure. the new era was going to be coming in and, they wanted to be included in that. Mm-hmm. Very different turnout. Yeah, very different. Now, I said yes and no about are there few because the, the negative is it's not just because of what you belong to, but the yes part is a lot of people are saved because of the rest because he goes on and he says, they'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. That's By the way, unpleasant okay. thought. When you, but the next part and people will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. Um, the image of banquet always is a symbol of total joy and happiness with God. It's not just, when we say kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, we're not talking about the notion that a lot of us grew up with, like you die and you go to heaven and sure. you spend your time e- eating at a big banquet. But the banquet means you belong you've been invited you're part of it and you're being taken care of i'm pretty happy when i'm eating e- even with food trucks <laughs> big party this sunday after the five thirty mass yeah and you'll be reclining at table with <laughs> abraham isaac and jacob <laughs> those are my three amigos <laughs> <laughs> okay but w- let me ask what about the part between those where after the ma- master of the house has arisen and locked the door and he, he says, I don't know where you're from. Yeah, he's well, turning that's, people that's a, away. Well, but he's not. He says, I don't know where you're from. And you will say, well, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Then he will say, I do not know where you're from. That's the part I was already just saying is they didn't respond. Yeah. It's not, I don't think Jesus has to condemn people. I think people condemn themselves by not responding. Hmm. That's very big in John's gospel. He says, if you fail to believe, you've already condemned yourself. Hmm. So it's not like uh, somebody's, the great accountant is sitting there when we die and we, we check the, <laughs> the credits and the debits and like, oops, you didn't quite make it. Sure. What about the part where, though, and I'm just 
I'm just deciphering lines here. I want you to help explain the movie. Which is exactly what we shouldn't do, because if you take a line out of context, you're always in trouble. Are you putting me on the spot? You're trying to put me on the spot. <laughs> hey, folks, I'm looking for a new partner for this podcast. Nobody can record it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're, you're going to take your toys and go home. <laughs> I'm out of here. No, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that we have to be invested in what we do. It kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, too, with you know being on fire for our faith, and even in your homily, talking about both inside and outside of the church. It's not just a one-and-done type of deal. But faith is something that we constantly and do. And that's back to my under, my definition of saved. Yeah. It's not one and done, but you are continuing to be on the receiving end of salvation. Sure. I'm going to use that as an opportunity to jump to the first reading. Okay. Because there is a bridge. Usually the first reading and the gospel have a similar theme. And this particular first reading is from the prophet Isaiah. I love Isaiah. But there was the original Isaiah, and then there was a second section that's called Second Isaiah, and then there was a third section. This is from the very end. So it was written later, but it was put with the rest. Okay. And this is, everybody, of course, in the last part of Isaiah was concerned about after the Babylonian captivity, the great exile, coming back to the promised land, uh, to their home. And so he's very filled with joy about that. But he also says the same thing. He says... They shall bring all your brothers and sisters from all the nations as an offering to the Lord on horses and in chariots in carts upon mules and dromedaries to Jerusalem, my holy mountain, says the Lord, just as Israelites bring their offering to the house of the Lord in clean vessels. So in other words, people are going to come back and they're coming back with others. But then the next line is the one. And some of these I would take as priests and Levites, says the Lord. In other words, it's like people from all these other nations are coming, and I'm going to include them. Mm -hmm. So the faith is not just a select group. Sure. So uh, again, everybody likes to be in, in the inner circle. Everybody likes to say, you know, we've got spirit. How about you? We've got more. We've got more. Right. It's not a pep rally. Exactly. And and here Isaiah is saying, yeah, they'll come back, but they're going to come back with other people. And those other people are not only going to be included, but they will even be priests and Levites. And Levite is the family of Levi, who was one of the sons of Jacob. It's so like an outsider can't literally be of the same bloodline, mm -hmm. but can be in the same function. How, how appropriate to, you know, in our modern day times that sometimes we feel as though our society is afraid of those that are different from us, but we forget that we're completely a society made up of people that are different from one another. Well, I don't know if you noticed one of the petitions Sunday was, you know, that we can find strength in diversity. Sure. That it's not something to fear. I think, you know, the world would be incredibly boring if we were all exactly the same. Unless everybody's like you. So No, I, I didn't <laughs> say that at all. I was being genuine. Yeah. For just a second. That was my one genuine comment. Of, of the, the whole last show. of the of twenty three minutes, okay. That's the whole thing. Tw That's 20, all I got. Twenty two minutes plus one. <laughs> but I really mean that. I, I, you know, I think you, you see that. You can take that to many levels. You can take that from you know different cultures, different ethnicities. You can take that from different types of personalities. You know, what do we do at our our staff retreat this year? We did like a little personality test to see how we can all. And there were otters, and uh, dogs. What kind of dog? I forget. A golden Retriever. Golden Retriever. There was a lion. A lion. And then the other one was... Was there a beaver? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There are different. Clearly, we remember this well, but the whole idea that you know, as a team, we're working together. We need to know our working styles. We need to know what each person brings to the table. And you need a combination of them. Sure. You don't want everybody to be the lion. No, there would be really nothing. By the way, I side note, I went to go see the new Lion King. And that is definitely a side note. By the way, people have been stopping me and asking me, how hard is it to reel Michael back in in the podcast? How hard is it, Father? Well, actually, usually I, I go for the ride. So <laughs> go, go ahead. Tell me about the new Lion King. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. The animation was beautiful. The music was great. Uh, but what made me think of that was when Scar, you know, takes over the Pride Lands, the hyenas and Scar, they eat everything in sight. There's no circle of life. There's no balance left because one person is taking it all for himself and all the people that are in his inner circle. Okay, let me go from the from the animation, not animation, from the movie, the theater, yeah. to, to reality. Uh, this is being recorded on the 20th of August, yes. and I took the walk at uh, Fallen Timbers Battlefield because today's the 225th anniversary yeah. of the actual battlefield. And as I was walking today, I was praying the rosary and I decided to pray the sorrowful mysteries. And I'm coming along and my meditation kind of, especially when I got up to the fifth mystery, death, mm -hmm. uh, Jesus is crucified. And my meditation was on death. You know, people had died, literally um, lost their blood right there on the ground where I was. Mm -hmm. And I was hearing the cicadas in the trees and the crickets and noticing that the um, there's it was very hot and muggy, but I noticed how everything was getting ready for winter already. Yeah. But I had picked up a rosary that had six decades for some reason I don't know why, and I thought oh I got one more so I prayed the the resurrection. Hmm. So I finished the five and then resurrection. We always end with a resurrection. Yeah. If it ended on Friday, it would be not as great of a story. Yeah. All right, my friends, we hope that you're having a great week. Uh, I'm going to go get Father in some makeup so he can get his picture taken. <laughs> hey, I'll see you Sunday. Mm -hmm.